My friends, grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Word made flesh who comes to us again today through his Holy Spirit to forgive your sin and grant you eternal life as a gift. Amen. The First Lutheran Book Club meets on the first Friday of every month, and in, the, in August, they read a book entitled, A Hope More Powerful Than the Sea. It's the true story of a girl named Doa and her family as they lived through the tumultuous events in Syria over the last decade or so. They are fleeing from revolution. They are trapped in civil war. And they are watching their city be destroyed all around them. They try to leave their country. And they finally do leave home and country. And yet it's a vain attempt to find safety, security, and a new way of life. At every turn in the story, after escaping today's immediate dangers... Be they bombs, gangs, snipers, or kidnappings, there's always a momentary relief, but it never lasts long. Wherever they go, the politics shift, policies change, and the status of her refugee family is always at the crossroads of life and death decisions. Do we go to work today and risk being arrested, or do we not go to work at all and earn no money and risk starving this week? Should we bribe the smugglers and the pirates to get us across a dangerous border, or do we stay stuck in line, moving nowhere as the war that we're fleeing keeps advancing toward us. Just asking these kinds of questions makes me uncomfortable to know that people in real life are asking these questions is troubling. The entire book reopened my eyes to the precarious nature of life in this old, broken world as well as for the instinctual drive that each of us has to find safety, security, even to retreat from the dangers of the world for just a moment, to keep yourself and your loved ones out of danger. Christians, of course, know that the world is fractured. But it's not the wars and the revolutions and the unspeakable hardships that we see across the world every month happening that tell us so. Jesus says that these are just the birth pangs of the new creation, the last dying breath of the world coming to an end. Jesus' death and resurrection have brought in a new creation one that is given to us in his promise. The old is passing away, and yet the world can't accept it and sometimes doesn't know it and refuses to believe it. And so we get caught up in the midst of the battle that rages across the world, 
waiting for the next destructive blow to come as the powers of the world fight for control, fight to keep the world going just a little bit longer. That's what all the fussing and fighting is about. Trying to keep this old, dying, broken world going just a little bit further. Putting it on life support to squeeze just one more day out because we just don't believe that there is anything else for us. And so we fight for our lives, even as Jesus speaks to us, telling us not to worry about our lives. Because whoever has him, he says, has eternal life, a new life. When I was a kid, I'm sure I did things much like many of you. And I would play fighting with both my siblings and my friends. I think it was mostly a way for us to show how tough we were compared to those around us, because nobody likes to be weak. It might start with a little flick, move on to a slap, but the escalation would come awfully quickly to punches. And it would keep going, escalating up the line until someone would say, stop it, cut that out, or ouch. Then you knew you had them. Because that would be the one who was ridiculed for being the weakling of the group, and everyone would pile in, right? That's where the taunting would, be go- would, become, would begin, as they would be called something like a baby. And nobody wants to be weak and helpless at the whims of the powers of those above them like a baby is. So we're always finding our own power and our own strength and ways to fight back in the world. But this would always result in a kind of an arms race. Someone would figure out that, yeah, that hurt, but if I stuff some toilet paper in my sleeves, I can take a little harder punch. But then they realized toilet paper wasn't the answer. Pillows and hardcover books, those could take even more force than anything else. And so every advance in armor technology would produce even more effort towards defeating the armor. On and on it would go, usually until someone became so much of a punching bag that they ran off bleeding to tell a parent what was going on. Babies. In a weird way, I think this is our way, even as children growing up, to deal with the pain and hurts and the insecurity of our world. Today, we hear from the book of Ephesians to be strong in the Lord and to put on the whole armor of God. This is the very end of the letter in which we have heard of the entirely new life given to us in Christ, the life of Christ given as a gift to sinners whom he has brought from death to life simply by his grace and mercy. In doing so, God has made you his own. He's joined you to himself by taking your sin and in its place granting you his eternal life. So what he has done is more than just shaking the world with bombs or dangers or even earthquakes. 
For he has put away finally the end of this world, everything that the world produces, leading to death. And by his word given to those who can hear it, by his word of promise, he brings to you life that even the spiritual powers, not even to mention the, the political powers of the world, cannot overcome. Putting on the whole armor of God to resist fear and doubt, lies, unrighteousness, and destruction, which are repelled by the armor given to us from God in Christ. And it is the whole armor. It's not bits and pieces. You don't get to sort through the bin and take what you want. You are covered in the whole armor of God, every bit and piece of you. The point being, of course, of course, that in Christ Jesus, God has protected your entire life. He has granted you, therefore, the comfort and safety that we're always seeking, but can never seem to find in the world. God has given it to cover your entire life, so that you would lack nothing, no longer having to search and find something else for this comfort, for your protection, but that everything, everything that is needed for life has been given to you in Christ. This week I came across a Far Side comic, which is one of my favorite comic strips. And the, it's a one-panel comic, and at the top of it, you see bombs going off all across the landscape. Everything is being destroyed, and there's a ladder going down to a little bomb shelter. And there's a couple in there that have cans lined up throughout their whole shelter. They have made all their preparations. Here they are, protected from the end of the world. And that's when the caption says, How many times did I say it, Harold? How many times? I said, make sure that the bomb shelter's got a can opener. Thank you for Ain't joining much us good for without this a can opener, I said. First Lutheran Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. There Media they are, ministry protected at First Lutheran relies on the generosity of sponsors. One important you... tool. And so all of their preparation gone for naught. But in Christ, we lack nothing. He has given us everything. And so, in giving us this armor, God calls us out of our defensive posture where we sneak away and hide and retreat from the dangers of the world, waiting for that next blow to come and how we might escape it. But rather, we are dressed for the battle to stand, it says, in the spiritual fight for truth and righteousness in the salvation of Christ putting on the shoes, that is, anything that we have that allows us to give this good, joyous news to those around us, those seeking the comfort and protection that they cannot find. Put on the shoes that makes you ready to speak the gospel. This fall, as we are resuming Scripture first, we are finding place for our children and our adults and our parents and the whole congregation to come together to encourage one another, to listen 
for those places in our lives where we're disquieted and uncomfortable, where we're in need of something, and to learn how to speak to one another the small, simple word that gives comfort, the comfort of the gospel of Jesus Christ telling one another, yeah, that's going to be hard, but you need not worry. Christ, Jesus has your life to support and to pray for one another, to find a way to care for one another as a congregation, listening for the joys and sorrows and struggles of the other and reminding each and every one that God has your life. We can be vulnerable because we are covered in the protection and comfort that God has given. The Christian life is not one that is safe, but it is one where you are completely saved. It is not that there is no risk in this life, but the outcome is sure and certain for the new creation and eternal life of God in Christ has been given to us. And so we stand armed for battle, trusting that the battle is not ours to win or lose, but that Christ has conquered for us and armed us, protected us to stand in the dying world to give cover and help to those in need. We stand in the battle covered with the whole armor of God for ourselves so that we might speak the kind gospel word to those around. For where else would we go, as Peter says, but hearing and standing and proclaiming with Peter, we say, Lord, you have the words of eternal life, and he has given them to us. Amen.